It's May 1st, 2019. Welcome to another edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, we've got Nick Logue. He's from Windward Community College. He's a gaming expert and theatrical arts professor. He joins us to talk about the upcoming Koalao Creative Media Conference. And then we'll have Andrew Fowers. He's the founder and CEO of Shaka Guide, and he's here to tell us about the starting... Well, starting a startup in Hawaii and, of course, the plans to expand into other markets. First off, I do want to tell you about Hatch, the aquaculture accelerator, and they'll be holding an informational briefing on Monday, May 6th over at the iLab at the University of Hawaii on Manoa at Manoa Campus. The event is open to all those interested in finding out about the program as well as meeting the organizers. Doors open at 5 p.m. and I will post the Eventbrite link on the show notes later on tonight at bitemarkscafe.org. Now, I am happy to have Nick Logue here from Windward Community College. And uh, he's here to tell us about the Ko'olau Creative Media Conference, which has been going on for like uh, just the second year, right? Yeah, that's right, Bert. This is the second year. Thanks for having me. I love Hawaii Public Radio. I'm so happy to be oh, on the good. air with you. I'm Thank glad. you. Yeah, thanks. Awesome. Well, this is the first time, so I, I will be gentle. Oh, good. Oh, oh, the first time <laughs> should always be gentle for us. I agree. <laughs> so tell me, um, how did this uh, conference actually start up? You said like uh, last year was the first year. How did it get? Uh, what's the idea behind it? Yeah. Um, so there's been a push uh, system wide in the community colleges for uh, creative media offerings on our campuses. And we have a wonderful creative media professor. Uh, she is the head of our creative media committee and she's the co-chair of this conference. Her name is Kimberly Basford mm-hmm. and she galvanizes those uh, creative media offerings for us on campus. And so last year we were looking at, you know, we've, we've been building this creative media academic subject certificate for a long time. We have all these wonderful instructors who offer all sorts of offerings, but we're sort of the best kept secret in creative media on the, uh, on the Kaneohe side there. So we thought, why not throw together a, a free conference and we would invite, you know, uh, media guests people from the Film Commission, uh, people from ACM, and uh, they could share their knowledge and some of their techniques and with our students, with high school students from area high schools that have creative media offerings as well, uh, and also with the community, any creators in the community who want to know best how to harness all the tools that are out there for getting your work out onto the wide internets there. So, so is the conference to help educate people about you know the, the opportunity, or is it also to perhaps attract them to enroll at the Windward Community College? Oh, definitely both. Uh, you know, the conference is really, we it's it's all free and we bring in guests who are themselves makers of creative media, mm-hmm. whether they're YouTubers or live streamers or whether they work with drones and run their own film company. Uh, but we also hope that people who come to the conference will take a, a serious look at uh, our academic subject certificate in creative media. And if they're interested, come and try out some of our classes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Now, you had just mentioned some of the topics that I think will be covered at the uh, conference. Absolutely, yeah. So w- what we're going to do is uh, the conference uh, registration starts at 8.30 a.m., and then there is a, a free uh, continental breakfast and coffee. Uh, there'll be a short welcoming and opening remarks. And then after that, uh, we have a panel discussion, and we have all sorts of guests at it. Uh, Nolan Hong, who is a local actor and also YouTuber and filmmaker. Uh, we have uh, Kolea Gold, who is a, a filmmaker who specializes in using drones and whatnot. Uh, Kat- Catherine Ta 
Roth, mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, is the editor of Hawaii Magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, also a few other panelists will be joining us for that large panel. And then around 1030 a.m., we'll have breakout sessions, smaller group sessions where we can get a little more intimate with the attendees. They can ask lots more questions. We can try to provide more specific information. And those panels are um, soaring to new heights using drones in creative ways. Go viral, harnessing the power of social media, self-starters, how to run your own creative media business, and stream this podcasting and live streaming. Now, you've teased all the great things that are happening yeah. at this conference. Now, mm-hmm. everybody is waiting to hear when is this going to take place. Tomorrow. <laughs> right. So it's not, uh, you know, it's not like you can sit around and just wait for this no. thing to happen. Call in sick to work. You know, <laughs> suddenly develop a flu and come on down to Wimmer Community College to uh, Haleakoa Koa instead to our conference rooms and uh, avail yourself of a free conference, free breakfast. And, you know, you hear about it on television. It's true. There is a free lunch. You can come in and avail yourself now, of the, it. Now, being that it is on Thursday, yeah. I would guess that perhaps most of the attendees would be students from the community college. But you've already sort of geared up some of the high schools in the area to to also attend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Campbell High School, Kalaheo High School, and a few other high schools in the area, and even some not in the area that happen to have some kind of strong creative media bent on their campus. Mm-hmm. We've arranged with them ahead of time. They'll be sending us upwards of about 150 students in Toto, as well as teachers and staff members who want to learn more and stay relevant and make sure they can communicate the latest innovations in social media or creative media to their, to their so students. So even, even the students that are high schoolers, I mean, whether they go to Windward Community College or decide to go to Mano or decide to go away somewhere, this is an opportunity for them to learn about some of the things in creative media and perhaps follow a path along that, uh, that uh, you know, I guess, learning growth and, and uh, schooling that they may continue. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a free opportunity just for anyone who wants to come and learn and also to network. You know, the, Last year, what, what was nice was a lot of young creators met other young creators from other high schools or even maybe they were in college themselves or you know they've, they've, uh, they've finished high school and have just started their own startup. And so it was nice to see relationships develop over the lunch hour and over the mm-hmm. breaks and things. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, I think, a big thing of any creative business is getting to know people and uh, working well with people. So yeah, it's, it's for anyone really and we hope they'll just take advantage of it we we feel like it's you know creative media is is always so much fun i get asked all the time what is creative media and i say it's all the things you want it to be and none of the things you don't want it to be right? <laughs> because it, it is such a changing field right if you asked what creative media was 10 years ago no one would be talking about live streaming or anything like that right um and social media just was kind of in its infancy right but now like that these are huge outlets and uh, and incredible ways to attract people to the work you're doing or even just the work itself right so I, my my past as we were chatting before the show is uh as a game designer i worked for wizards of the coast and paizo publishing for a long time and i have a lot of friends who are still in that world who like make good money just live streaming themselves playing games now right which to me seems amazing but to young people that's they're like of course that's what you do like i, I that's i'm an audience member i watch that well right? so you've piqued everybody's interest now yeah. do they have to actually register somewhere or they can they just show up yeah you can register on site uh, it's great if you want to register ahead of time uh, we, if you just go to the homepage of Wimmer community college winward.hawaii.edu mm-hmm. right in the spotlight on our homepage is a link you can click to register for 
for the conference, but you're also welcome to just show up at 8.30 a.m. tomorrow at Haleakoakoa Conference Rooms, and we'll have breakfast and a half hour for people to register and check in. And uh, this sounds like a great opportunity to learn all about creative media over at the Windward Community College. Right on. Thanks, Nick, for joining us. Oh, thank you so much, Bert, for having me. A real pleasure. And we'll take a short break, and when we return, we'll be joined by Andrew Fowers, founder and CEO of Shaka Guide. We'll talk about the startup experience. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Bush Consulting, Island Insurance, and Sacred Hearts Academy. Sustaining membership, it just makes sense. Hawaii Public Radio is an anchor for my day, and I want to contribute to something that is so much part of my day and my life. It's easy. Uh, I don't have to think about it. It's far less expensive than a cable bill or even a coffee every day. So why wouldn't I be a sustaining member? My name is Marie Rose, and I'm a sustaining member of Hawaii Public Radio. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe. Now joining us is Andrew Fowers. He's the founder and CEO of Shaka Guide, Hawaii's GPS audio driving tour app. And welcome to Bite Marks Cafe. Thank you so much, Bert. Uh, this is seriously uh, an exciting, very time for me in Shaka Guide. Um, I'm a very big fan of Bite Marks Bright Marks Cafe and also NPR, so it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Oh, well, I'm I'm happy to have you, and you know I I I want to feature more of the people like yourself in the midst of their startup experience. So, Andrew, I'm just really happy to have you on, and you know I have known about you for probably the last three years at least, right? And mm-hmm. maybe give us a little bit of history on. What got you interested in starting Shaka Guide? I know you said you started it in college, but uh, so what, yeah. was the, what was the motivation or the inspiration to do this? Good question. So I went to school out at BYU-Hawaii on okay. the North Shore. Okay. Um, I lived near the campus, uh, but actually near the main Kamehameha Highway. And so every day I would walk to school, and there's, there's two types of people that drive around the island. There's people in a big bus, and they get this you know great experience, and and then there's like everyone else who's like semi lost, or they're either missing so much along the way, and I and I kind of felt like well, that, there, there's got to be some you know leveling of the playing field mm-hmm. here, and then I started to look at different ways in which we can provide information um, that would help these visitors to have a more enjoyable experience, and so started this in college, uh, entered a business plan competition, got second place. Uh, we we started with a CD. That's when we started. We we made a CD and it didn't sell. And then a few years <laughs> later, we uh, we actually made a, a Garmin GPS version that could kind of a little SD card that would go in the Garmin GPS. This was you know 2008. So this Wait, was, okay, okay, back up, back up. So with a CD, the the yeah. idea behind the CD was that you would just pop it into your yes. CD player and. It would give you some sort of audio tips as yes. to how would it know where it you... wouldn't. Oh, okay, <laughs> so that's how low tech it was. But the concept was was all based around one mission that everyone should have the freedom to explore and mm-hmm. everyone should have this type of relevant information about what they're seeing when they're seeing it. That mm-hmm. was really what we were trying to achieve. And over the years, we've changed, you know, from CD to a Garmin, which kind of went out of date. And now the past three years, we've done mobile apps. But again, it's all around the same theme of freedom to explore and really empowering people, whether locals or visitors, to really, you know, learn about what they're seeing, almost as the scenery, as the 
museum. So the garment, okay. So I understand the the challenges that you might have had with the CD, but now you have a garment, and you have to integrate your audio with the garment. But then you also have to get the garment in the hands of the visitor. How did how, what was the what was the strategy behind that? How did how did that actually happen? Well, let's just say from idea to actually it happening mm-hmm. was three years of lots of struggles. Right as a startup, we started this in college in our dorm. Um, we really just bet everything on this concept. Uh, but it really didn't pan out for three years later when I got a call from a car rental company who says, hey, I'm I'm finally interested. And so from there, we went to one car rental to now seven. Uh, we had distribution on all islands and in three languages. So we ran that company you know, pretty solidly for about eight years until really the technology kind of became outdated. So, okay, so you, now you just said eight years. Yeah, so, it's, so it, this was so, uh, 11, 12 years total, but it was basically ran that for eight years, and then uh, there has been also oh, the overlap. Garmin version. Yeah, the Garmin version was. But was it already Shaka Guide? Was it Shaka? No. Guide? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it was Shaka Guide. Was was all mobile apps? We rebranded. We made new content. Uh, okay, so know. Shaka Guide's been around for a couple, three years. Three, three years, years right? yes. But, the, but this previous iteration of the the audio navigation span. A dozen years, right? Yes, it was. It goes way back, um, and so I'm very passionate about this. This kind of ties into a kind of a new age uh, theme people call audio AR, mm-hmm. um, and and I was doing audio AR before they even had a name for it. And the AR is augmented reality. Yeah. So okay. basically, the concept that w- that we are now this is actually an industry term. Um, you, everyone knows what augmented reality is. You hold up a, a device to an area and there is a superimposed image of of what Mm -hmm. you're seeing in front of you. And so uh, what this is, is augmented reality. What we're doing is doing accomplishing that through audio. So allowing you to put your phone in your pocket and actually have this, you know, immersive uh, experience with the surrounding uh, through storytelling. And this is why I'm so happy to be here with radio, because (laughs) uh, it's it's there's so much that can be communicated through the spoken word. And I'm very uh, passionate about that. And this is what we're trying to accomplish here at Shaka. Now with, uh, okay, so with the audio and coupling it with the GPS, uh, you are able to selectively choose which audio pieces play depending on the GPS location uh, data? Yeah, so there's quite a bit of technology in it. Uh, It's taken quite a few years, many developers, lots of long nights and long weekends. But Basically, the concept is that it's the, the phone is tracking your location. They opt in anonymously, and, and as they're driving or even walking, that, that, that location is related to an audio file that will trigger that uh, audio story mm-hmm. uh, depending on where they're facing or wh- which direction they're driving. So it can get very, very specific. So oh, so cool to, you know, as you're driving to say, now slow down right here and look to your left, mm-hmm. and let me tell you about what that mountain is the story behind that mountain. And so it can become this very immersive experience um, as they're experiencing the islands. Now, now you pivoted from the Garmin to the, the mobile app. And what was it that really decided or, or I guess decided for you to pivot from the hardware to now using the smartphone? Uh, it was very clear that the technology was changing and that times were changing. You know, this was 2008 when we started that. And mm-hmm. we started this company in, you know, 2016. There was just, it was, it was a very clear path for us that mobile was the future for us. 
Um, we did have previous experience doing mobile development, and we said, you know, we're all in on this. And so we proceeded to, you know, make an initial MVP or what's called a, a minimum viable product. Uh, we were able to get some initial traction little bit by little. Uh, and then eventually we actually went through the Blue Startups Accelerator, which really helped us launch uh, in, a, in continuing that growth as what, we're expanding. What year was uh, the, the Blue Startups experience? So this was just last summer. So almost a year from today, oh, okay. uh, we entered Blue Startups with uh, two co-founders, uh, you know, a business with some traction, uh, but not much more. And then after that, uh, three-month experience, we were able to grow our team uh, to you know over 10 people at that time. We were able to increase our revenue and really to start to see how this concept can scale. And this is what we were lacking prior. So you're, you are the, uh, the technical resource, right? The technical expertise in the, in the company. Actually, I am not. I'm more of the sales and marketing and the content. Mm-hmm. Uh, my co-founder, whose name's Rita, uh, she is the brains really in terms of the tech side of the company. She manages all of our developers, uh, specs, and uh, you know all of that to that's, make it happen. That's, that's great to hear. So good balance between yeah, us two. Yeah. Now, let me ask you about the kind of the blue startups experience. I mean, what was it that made you decide that you wanted to go through an accelerator? And once going through the accelerator, what is it that you came out with? Good question. I think this is relevant for a lot of listeners who are maybe considering, you know, I'm in a startup. What do I I need to do next? Um, And it really was not so much for the money. It was more about we, with our own abilities, were maybe hitting our ceiling in terms of what we knew how to do and how we knew how to grow this business. And so this is where you start to recognize you, you only know what you know. And so if you don't know it, find help. And so Blue Startups was a resource. They introduced us to mentors and uh, guidance and just a lot of great ideas. So after that, we actually went into a much more aggressive state uh, where we started to say, heck yeah, let's do this. And we started to actually look for outside funding, uh, which I'm happy to to announce that uh, this last uh, couple months ago, we were able to close our first round of funding with uh, JTB Hawaii. Uh, they're a local Japanese travel agency. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be launching our uh, Japanese version of our app as well as a walking tour a version of our app very shortly. So we'll be launching this in just a few weeks weeks here in May. Um, now, was, uh, was the, uh, was the G, um, uh, JTB connection established through a, a Blue Startup? Connection yes, there? Uh, actually, surprisingly, yes. They actually they were came into the office one day and they said, "Hey, Andrew, you should you should meet them." And so, you know, long story short, love at first sight. And you know, a few months later, we we're able to finally uh, seal a deal. And and now they're introducing us to you know other potential partners and other uh, opportunities for growth on the U.S. mainland and Japan. So we're really excited about that. And all of this was really give credit to. Uh, Shinoa and the Blue Startups team. Oh, that's that's really good. Now, I, I do want to talk a little bit about the, you know, the island innovation experience and and also your ideas of expansion beyond Hawaii. Because, like you just mentioned, I mean, you know, markets like Japan and the mainland U.S. are now kind of opening up. And how are you planning to engage in that in then in you know in that expansion? So. I want to hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with Andrew Fowers, uh, founder and CEO of Shaka Guide. And we're talking about the startup experience. This is Bite Marks Cafe. 
Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Shamanad University and Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, and if you're just joining us, we're talking to Andrew Fowers. He's actually the co-founder. He has another co-founder and, of course, the CEO of Shaka Guide. And we were talking about uh, growing the business from Hawaii. But right before the break, we were also talking about expanding. And I think one of the uh, cool things about uh, the Blue Startup experience was that they make the connections, maybe something clicks. And, uh, you know, like you just announced, the relationship with uh, JTB. And, you know, that's potentially opening up uh, new markets for Shaka Guide. You've, uh, I don't know if you could consider yourself well-established in Hawaii, but how do you see now taking that and expanding it to other markets? Yeah, well, first off, I just want to say that whoever says Hawaii is not a startup place, I would say forget that because uh, Hawaii specifically is a perfect startup for specifically travel startups. Um, I, we found this as a perfect test bed for new ideas where we could rapidly iterate and test and, and get information by the you know billions of visitors out here. So mm-hmm. for us, this was a perfect place to launch and test. Now we've kind of you know reached the ceiling in terms of our growth here in Hawaii, mm-hmm. really happy with what we've been able to accomplish with our team. And now we're looking at, yes, is, is where, where else would this make sense? And the truth is, is every single city and every single major road trip, uh, you know, there needs to be this type of product. We get customers all the time asking for, you know, when are you going to have a tour in Yellowstone or Okinawa, Japan? Uh, you know, there's, there's these so much opportunity, and now we're actually starting to make plans to execute that. So tell me a little bit about the tactics of, of providing an audio tour of a specific location. So when you're in Hawaii, your team is in Hawaii, people have you know some some familiarity with maybe the neighbor islands or north shore or wherever right mm. so now how do you expand that to another market let's say yellowstone do you have to employ people on the ground in yellowstone or how how is your uh, ideas of expansion and and how does that include the actual people piece of it yeah that's a very good question actually you know we are 50% tech and it's 50% content. Mm-hmm. And the content is we have, uh, you know, writers that work with us in-house in our, in our team, right? And so they're actually doing a lot of the initial research and groundwork for, let's say, you know, Yellowstone Park. Uh, but eventually, we do need to have people on the ground to actually go there, experience the site, um, to really make sure that, you know, the turn is still correct and this is still open and, and describe it in more detail. But there, in order to conserve resources, we do have a, a, quite a bit of an initial groundwork and research and storytelling that actually takes place through reading primary resources, online research to really find out what this place is all about uh, prior to us actually visiting there. And then from there, we uh, you know, fly people out to to take a test drive. Okay, so JTB is involved. They are interested in in you looking at uh, some of the Jap- Japanese markets. How do you prioritize which market you want to go into? Let's say in a place like Japan, which is a, f- a foreign country. How do you prioritize that? Uh, well, I think the big part of it is strategic partnerships. Uh, in any new market that we're entering into outside of the U.S., we need to have strong strategic partners. Otherwise, you know, it's an uphill battle for a, a U.S. company mm-hmm. to to network and, and make things happen. So 
with JTB Hawaii. They're really excited. This is we're actually their first startup uh, that they've ever invested in. Really? Uh, yeah, the first. The first. Any other ones? It's more of an acquisition. You know, you're going to be a poster child for <laughs> a Hawaii startup experience because I mean, you you speak well about being the startup in Hawaii, and now you've got you know like a company that's well known like JTB actually putting their trust in you. Yeah, well, I I, can't, I have to give credit. Like I said, it, it really does take a village to raise a startup. I can't take credit. You know, this has been a long, uh, hard path, but I feel like there's been many different supports along the way mm-hmm. that's really helped us to get where we're at. So um, this does have, there is a startup community here. And Bite Marks Cafe and, and Blue Startups and others, we're trying to help build that. So I'm really excited to be a part of it and excited to see it slowly start uh, <laughs> to take it off. Yeah, and and, yeah, I, yeah. and I, I do say that uh, we're really happy to, to, to be that poster child if that's so, if so be. So. So, so JTB, is that your considered uh, uh, strategic partner going into some of these markets? So you would probably depend on them as to where, where it would be best to apply this technology. Yeah, they have the data, they have the customers, they have the marketing. Um, so with Japan, it's, just, it's more Japanese travel agency centric. So this mm-hmm. gives us a strategic in. Um, and yeah, so we're excited to take it one step at a time. We're first going to be focusing on the 1.6 million Japanese visitors to Hawaii. Okay. So that's why we're launching our uh, Oahu version uh, Japanese app very soon uh, to, to basically target these you know, free independent travelers who are exploring the island and kind of want an alternative from the bus tour. So do you have uh, native speakers on staff so that they can take the Hawaii story and, and, and speak in a way that you know would be appreciated by the, yes. the Japanese tourists. Yes, we do. So the voice talent we've actually selected. Um, she's Miss Japan. Uh, but she's also the voice for Google Maps in Japan. Oh wow! <laughs> so it's a it's a wonderful audio quality. Um, so it really helps people to you know have this relationship with this invisible person. Um, it's kind of like this you know tour guide in the car mm-hmm. going with you around the island. Now, it, when uh, the Island Innovation was a a sort of workshop conference that uh, really brought together some Japanese investors, and they were uh, local companies like uh, Shaka Guide were able to kind of pitch and uh, maybe gain their interests. Um, what was your experience from that? Good question. So I was a part of Island Innovations. Uh, this is from Tomoko. Uh, she put it on with some of her resources. The first one, very much focused on uh, Japanese investors and Japanese startups, and and so the, she brought this incredible team of of connections of people with in interested investment, but also um, corporate uh, mm-hmm. funds. There's more and more in Japan. There's a, seems to be corporate funds who are interested in investing, and and why not invest in Hawaii? A good excuse for a. a a write-off and maybe a vacation. So uh, it was wonderful. It was a, a day-long conference where I was able to uh, present Shaka Guide and I was also able to see some of the other startup did, ideas. You, did you make some good connections there? Yes, I did. I think afterwards I was able to meet with um, someone from the NEC Accelerator. They're, they're a Japan company, but they're based in Silicon Valley. Uh, plug and play. Um, another one was a Drone Fund. He's a, a private mm-hmm, investor as well. Mm-hmm. So all of those are actually ongoing conversations about possible further uh, investment Great. or partnership. Now, one of the questions that was asked to you, and I know you answered it without even thinking, and somebody asked you, what about China and expanding to China? And your answer was no. But can you explain, <laughs> give a little bit more detail as to why you said no. Yeah, so I have experience in China. I've lived in Taiwan for two years, mm-hmm. uh, China for six months. Uh, I speak fluent Mandarin. Um, I've spoken with partners out there, and 
the the bottom line is China will eat us alive. Mm. And let me explain why. It's, it's, it's sure we have a great idea. Sure, we have a great concept. But China is so hyper competitive and mm-hmm. hyper aggressive that they take ideas and they put millions of billions of dollars behind it and they put you out of business overnight. The speed and the scale is something that, uh, like I said, they will eat you alive if you go there. So we really, you know, if we do expand there, we need uh, further funding uh, in the billions or millions in order to really be competitive. And that's why I say uh, China's not the right market for us at this time. Right, right, right. I mean, do do your best in Japan and grow the business. Now, in the last couple of seconds, tell us where can people find out more about Shaka Guide? Sure. So you, you can check out uh, information on our website, shakaguide.com. Also, check out Shaka Guide on the App Store. Also, we are hiring for local podcast producers, digital marketing specialists. So please check us out. Reach out. Um, we're Sounds happy good. to talk to you. Well, Andrew Fowers is the founder and CEO of Shaka Guide. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. And thank you for listening to Bite Marsh Cafe. Join us next week when we will talk about the Parents and Children Together Makery. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can email me at bitemarks at gmail.com. You can also find me at Twitter. I'm at bitemarks. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You stay awesome, and we'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe. Sabrina.